Whether a date night or family holiday outing, Meadowlark's Winter Walk of Lights is the perfect way to experience the magic of the holidays. The half-mile walk through Vienna's enchanting Meadowlark Botanical Gardens features lighted nature themes and sparkling displays. Get your tickets now at winterwalkoflights.com. Extend your holiday season and beat the rush with a weeknight visit in November or early December. Plan your visit and buy tickets at winterwalkoflights.com. That's winterwalkoflights.com. Come on in, everybody. It's been a minute since we've had uh, one of these drive-through uh, pop-ups, like I call them. But I got to stay committed to my physical fitness and physical health. Uh, I'm in this for the long haul. So uh, you're catching me. Actually, I still got another round of sets to go. I still got 10 more sets, uh, 15. So what is that? 150. I got 150 reps to go. Uh, so I will do that once we wrap up. But come on in. Speak to me. Let me know where you are watching from tonight. It's a drive-by is what we call them. Come on in. Let me know where you are watching from. Shalom to you. Shalom to you. Shalom is a word we use at Harvest. It's so awesome to see so many people using it now. But it's a word we've been using at Harvest for years. It's a Hebrew word. It's the biblical word for peace. But it means more than that. It means nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking. All is well. Punta Gorda, Florida. Good to see you. Aurora, good to see you. Aurora, good to see you. Come on in. Let me know where you're watching from. Aurora, good to see you. Shalom, everybody. Come on in and speak to me as you come in. Actually, you know, even though the lights went out, it's still kind of good. Let's see. It's still kind of good. There you go. All right, good. Come on in, New Jersey. Good to see you. Come on, come on, come on. Let me know where you're watching from. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Queens, New York. Hello to you. Uh, good to see you. Come on in. Good to see y'all are already sharing through the badges too. Naperville, Illinois. Hey, Naperville, Aurora. Good to see you. Greensboro. Come on, Greensboro. Good to see you. So guys, we have been uh, in this series called Stop um, because there's some things that you have to stop so that God can start. So far, for those of you that have been catching the series, and by the way, if you haven't, here's the best way to catch up on the series. Berlin, Germany. Good to see you. Here's the best way to catch up on the city. Hey, Pastor in Panama City, is to get our app. How do you get the app? Text the word HARVEST to the phone number 877-552-4746. That's how you get it. Text the word HARVEST to the phone number 877-552-4746 and you can get our app. Can I get a few of you to type that in the uh, comments so that people can get that? In our app, you're going to stay inspired. You're going to stay informed. So much um, that's going to be in the app and it's totally free zero dollars to you because of the faithful giving of the people of harvest that make it happen all of our messages is available that way because of the faithful giving of the people of harvest so you can text the word harvest to 877 boom thank you five five two four seven four six to be able to get that app now um we have been in this series called stop there's some things you got to stop uh, so that god can start there's some things heaven is not going to release until there's some things that you release. Uh, I want you to think about it this way. You can't even take your next breath until you release your last breath. You cannot take, hey, Toronto, you can't take the, the next step until you release the prior step. Um, there are things that you cannot do until you stop what you're currently doing in order to do something else. Think about it. You cannot Go into your home unless you release the seat in your car. You cannot get into your car unless you release yourself from your home. Everything, um, for something to start, something has to be stopped. For something to start, something has to be stopped. So far, talk to me, for those of you that have been with me in this series, talk to me about which message has stood out to you so far? We've talked about uh, Wednesdays was called Stop Talking About It and Just Do It. And I was teaching more in depth about the woman with the issue of blood. And for 12 years, she had an issue uh, and she was not two things. She was not inconsistent and she was not complacent. Um, and Sunday's message was called Stop, um, Stop Stopping. In other words, stop not following through. Stop not following through. And uh, for so stop stopping stood out to you. Come on, y'all talk to me. Talk to me. Talk to me. Again, shout out. Y'all are showing in these badges already tonight. We're just on Instagram tonight. As you can see, it's a drive by because I am not actually done with my workout. I got one more. I got 150 reps more to go. Uh, and then I'm done for the day. But uh, but we gotta we gotta keep this a priority. Stop lying. Stop talking about it and just do it. That was good. What else? Stop stopping. That's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. 
that's good. Stop lying. That's good. The message that has stood out to you so far from the series. Good to see you, Aurora. Good to see you, Denver. Y'all in here tonight. Good to see you. Just do it. I love it. Um, when you look at this woman with the issue of blood, what's interesting to me is that as I've already, as I taught you, is that um, she wasn't inconsistent or or, in, uh, or complacent. And the Bible says in Proverbs that you will be killed because of your turning away. That means your inconsistency. You you turn away from things too quickly. Um, can I pray? Can I help some of you all? Pray for your attention span, so that your attention span allows for you to. Pay attention long enough to remain consistent to things. Many times what happens, can I be honest, is we get bored with things. We get frustrated with things. We get angry with things. And what consequently happens is that we turn away from it, but you turn away too soon. My prayer for you tonight on this preview is that you don't turn away too soon. Don't turn away before you triumph. Don't turn the page before God is finished with the page. Um, that's another good one, too. Stop saying it's not easy. Stop saying it's not easy. Um, that's good, too. That's good, too. Um, that's That was a really good one. Um, this woman with the issue of blood, for 12 years, she had this issue. And the Bible says that she had spent all that she had. Now, here's what was amazing to me. And she had it to spin. And sometimes you're so focused on the negative that you don't pay attention to the positive. You don't pay attention to the positive. Um, for 12 years, she goes to doctor, 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 to only get bad news. But what did she do? She did not turn away. She did not turn away. She did not grow inconsistent, even though her situation was. Oh my God. Never take on the spirit of the situation that you're in. Sometimes the situation that you're in, it may be inconsistent. It may be irritable. It may be tough. It may be difficult, but you cannot take on the spirit of the situation that you're in. All right. Um, so Bible says for 12 years, she has this issue, but she did not stop. And that's the kind of person you got to be. You have to be so consistent that you do not stop. Even when other people are like, that's dumb. I don't know why you're still trying. I don't know. I understand that you don't get it and you wouldn't get it. Watch me. She had the issue, not her friends. You got to hear that. She had the issue, not her friends. She had the issue, not her mama, not her cousin, them, not anybody else. She had the issue. It's always easy for people who don't have your issue to issue you an opinion. Y'all are quiet in these comments. Have you ever noticed that people who do not have your issue, that they always have an opinion? They're always quick to issue their opinion, but they don't have your issue. So, of course, you're going to have something to say. Of course, you're going to have something to think. Of course, you're going to think this, think that, etc. because you don't have the issue. And since you don't have the issue, it's always easy for people to issue an opinion. Well, I think you should do this. Well, I think you should do that. Well, it's not your issue. So because it's not your issue, uh, you don't understand why I can't stop being consistent. You don't understand why I have to persist. You don't understand why I cannot give up. I dare you to type it on this chat. I am consistent. I am consistent. It's not your issue. It's amazing how people like to criticize leaders and, uh, and people who are in places of authority and position, criticize bishops, pastors, etc. Here's the thing. It's not your issue. So you, you, you it, criticizing is easy. Issuing an opinion is easy, but you're not the one that has to deal with the issue. You're not the one that has to carry the issue. Um, and for 12 years, obviously she went from doctor to doctor to doctor to doctor to doctor and nobody could help her. In fact, the Bible says she grew worse. That would have been a good time for her to say, I'm not doing this. Watch me. I don't want to get my hopes up. I don't want to get my faith up. I don't want to get, I don't, I don't want to be disappointed. And can I help some of you all? One of the dangers, watch me, that can slip in inconsistency. You ready for me? Is that you've lost your expectation. You're inconsistent with expectation. Wave at me if you've ever been disappointed. I have. So somebody wave for me. I've been disappointed. Wave at me if you've ever uh, expected something and it was not what you expected. You did not get what you expected. And you were disappointed with what you got. Wave at me. You're like, I'm disappointed. Like, that's not what I, that's not what I wanted. I'm disappointed. Um, and what happens, listen to me, 
what happens is that you can grow inconsistent with expecting. And the Bible says, Ephesians 3.20, now unto him who does exceedingly, abundantly, above all two things that we ask or think. Ask means to pray. Think means to imagine. God says, I will exceed what you think or imagine. What are what are, uh, 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 or what is prayer in imagining? What is that? That's those are expectations. Watch me. Here's the trip. Um, where we'll say, well, I don't want to be disappointed. You shouldn't put your hopes in a person or in people. Your hope is not in an outcome. My expectation is now in an outcome. My expectation is in God. Y'all better hear me today. My expectation is in God. I'm going to say it again. My expectation is in God. So, so here's what that means. If it wasn't what I expected, that means he's going to exceed it. Which means what he's going to do is more than what I wanted in the first place. Which means this is going to take a little longer to produce, but this is going to be better than what I wanted in the first place. I dare you to say my expectation is high. My expectation is in the God of the outcome, not the outcome. So if he's going to exceed what I ask or think, that means, pay attention, that means if I didn't get what I expected, he's going to exceed that. Y'all are not talking to me in these comments. If I didn't get what I expected, he is going to exceed that. He's going to do beyond that, which means, watch this, when I don't get what I expected, I have to be, because my faith is in God, I have to say, okay, well, I didn't get that, so there must be something bigger. There must be something better. And I cannot, watch me, get inconsistent in my expectation. I cannot get inconsistent in my expectation. I cannot get inconsistent in my expectation. I cannot get inconsistent in my expectation. Y'all got that? She literally for 12 years has gone through. I'm getting hot now. Listen, I got to, <laughs> got to turn something on. Look, I got to turn something on. Listen, look, isn't this real? This is real. Listen. <laughs> All right. Um, listen, she says for 12 years, she says, I didn't get what I wanted. I didn't get what I was looking for. My expectations are not met. I spent a, watch me. I've spent a lot of money. Here we go. I've sown a lot of seed and I have not seen the harvest of seed. Can I just share something with you all? Um, if I get, if I get, well, let's on here now. If I get 20 of y'all to say share Bishop, I want to share something with you. Um, for 12 years, she shares and she sows for 12 years, year after year, 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 after year. She goes to doctors expecting this don't be the one. I saw this doctor on Instagram. I saw this doctor on TikTok. Of course they did, but you follow what I'm saying. I saw this doctor on this. I saw this doctor on that. I saw this doctor on that. And for 12 years, nothing happens. 144 months. 144 months and nothing happens and nothing happens and nothing happens. So um, there was there's a deal that I was uh, working on and I won't go into details about what it was, but there was a deal that I was working on and, uh, and I was expecting this deal to be done several months ago, several months ago to the point to where part of me was like, well, this, this thing is probably that deal is probably just not going to not going to materialize. I, I left it on my list and I prayed over it 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 and I was like, Lord, man, Jesus. Name. And I mean, you know, my prophetic is like on 10. My prophetic is very accurate. Prove it to you. Wednesday night, I said, I hear keys. Thursday, we get a praise report. You can go look at it on the church Instagram. Uh, my prophetic is accurate. My prophetic is my words don't fall to the ground. But I was like, God, like, what is this? Like, what is this? So this thing was taking forever, forever, forever. So October, I sowed my biggest um, uh, uh, one-time seed um, during the fall feast. And, and I'm not going to get into the amount because I don't need the reward from you. I need the reward from the Lord. Um, but I be, I'm a believer in sowing. I don't just teach you to do it. I do it. And so I sowed, I sowed uh, and that was in October. So when I had sowed that, then... Um, you know, I was like, okay, God. So we did our 21 days of fasting and prayer. And we did our 21 days of fasting and prayer. I was like, okay, God. So literally, 
Literally. So for months and months and months and months, this thing was supposed to be done a long time ago. For months and months and months and months and months, I'm like, okay, God, in Jesus' name today, in Jesus' name today, I look at my email, nothing. 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 Am I encouraging anybody? Look at my email, nothing. Look at my email, nothing. Look at my email, nothing. Um, and, and so uh, I, I had uh, then got a piece of information and they said, you call and talk to this, this department, these, these people. I called and talked to those people. That person, I almost felt worse about it because I was like, it don't sound like you know what you're even talking about. And, uh, and so that was the deal. That was the deal. And so you fast forward and the Monday, right after the fast. So this past Monday, the Holy Ghost woke me up. He said, look at your email. He woke me up because it was very early in the morning. So I knew this had to be the Lord. The Lord woke up. He said, look at your email. I look at my email and I said, and there go God. And there go God. And there go God. And there go God. Um, and, uh, and then watch me. Then there was another thing, another delay. So I'm, I, was, I was waiting a couple of days. And then literally I was on the phone um, with um, someone that's handling some things for us in Atlanta. And I was on the phone. Um, I literally, I was on the phone. I said, actually, I just got an email updating me about that situation. Um, and then by Thursday of this past week, after waiting, 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 I signed it. Done. Can I just get you to type that on the on the screen? Done. Come on. I need you to put that on the screen. Done. Done. Um, but that was a whole lot of waiting. And watch me. And the, and the deal was, is it shouldn't have taken that long. I want to encourage somebody tonight. Um, you cannot lose your expectation in the middle of your delay. You can't. You can't. You cannot lose your expectation in the middle of your delay. Because what that is, it's a form of inconsistency. It's a form of inconsistency. So for 12 years, this lady, she's like, listen, look, I have decided. Bible says, Job twenty-two twenty-eight. you shall decide and decree a thing and it shall be established for you. The Bible says, after 144 months, she hears about Jesus and she says, oh, this is it. What was she? She was consistent in her expectation. I need your expectations to be high. I need your expectations to be high. My pleasure. I need your expectations. Like today's the day. Today's the day for what? And then name it. Today is the day. Something amazing is going to happen for me. Today is the day. Something incredible is going to happen for me. Can I just get you something you're expecting? Can I get you to just put it on the screen? Let's cover it. Father, we place our expectations on this chat tonight live, even those watching on the replay. And you said, Ephesians 3.20, that you would do exceedingly abundantly above all we ask or think. Those are expectations. You would exceed what we expect, which means if we're delayed or disappointed, that means you want to exceed what we expect. You want to exceed what we expect. So, Father, it is not necessarily punishment. It is not necessarily a negative. It is to give you an opportunity to exceed what we expect. And for that, we say thank you in Jesus' name. Come on, y'all put it on the screen. Whatever you are expecting, whatever you are expecting. And remember, your faith is not in the outcome. Your faith is in the God of the outcome. Come on. Your faith is, is not in an outcome. It's in the God of the outcome. Because he will exceed your expectation. He will exceed your expectation. Come on, yo. He will exceed your expectation. It is a form of inconsistency. It's a form of inconsistency for your expectation to drop. Got it? It's a form of inconsistency for your expectation. You got to get up every day and be like, this is this is the day that the Lord has made. And I shall rejoice and be made glad in it. Like, this is it. This is it. This is going to be an amazing day. This is going to be an incredible meeting. You got to walk. There's meetings I've walked into with my expectation. And I've walked out and been like, God, okay, well, that, that's not what I was expecting that meeting. What's going on, prophet? That's not what I was expecting in that meeting. I was not expecting that meeting to go that way. Like, I was not expecting that. And guess what? If he did not give you what you asked or thought 
or imagine he's going to exceed it. God, I could stop right there. I could stop the whole preview right there. If he did not give you what you asked for or what you imagine, that's because he desires to exceed it. So his no to that is his yes to exceeding that. Jesus, his no to that is his yes to exceeding that. And if you are so bit on, on it's, it's got to be this. It's got to look like this. It's got to feel like this. It's got to smell like this. It's got to be like this. If you are so bent on that, then what will happen is you will miss him exceeding that. You will miss him exceeding that because you were so married to what it was. You cannot let, I'm going to say it again. You cannot let your desire for a certain thing. You cannot let your desire for something to be a certain way. You cannot let that mess with your expectancy. You cannot let disappointment mess with your expectancy because it becomes a form of inconsistency. Every time he look at you, he want to see you in a position of expectation. Every time you pray, he wants to see you in a position of expectation. Reason I've been praying for years. Learn from baby girl. Baby girl and Mark, she and Mark 5, y'all, 12 years, 144 months. There were things that I was trying to get done and they would take so long. There's a situation right now that it's taking longer than I want. And my confession has been every delay is to my benefit. And you know what? Every day I got expectation. Every day my expectation is high. Every day we're like, okay, well, it could be this one. Could be that. Could be this. Could be that. It's taking way longer than I would like for it to take. But my expectation remains high. Why? Because I cannot grow inconsistent in my expectation. And I know what some of you feel like, I just, this is, this is, you know, I just, I don't want to be disappointed. Listen, if you feel disappointed, if you are delayed, if his answer is no to what you asked for, it's because he wants to exceed it. What if all you were asking for was a car and he was trying to give you a lot, a whole car lot? What if all you were asking for was to get a house? And he wanted you to buy three properties so that you could flip them and use the profits from that house to buy your own house. So that way you will be in the house debt free. But but watch me. But he can't exceed it if you drop your expectation. He can't exceed it if you drop your expectation. I'm going to say it a third time. He cannot exceed it if you drop your expectation. He can't. I remember... Um, when I was an associate pastor, this uh, man of God came through, he preached and he threw his towel on me. Actually, it was the towel. I kept the towel as long as I could to the towels ripping in the shreds and I finally had to throw it away. Um, but um, it was, I don't know, maybe 04, 05, something like that. And uh, and the man of God, he threw his towel, I think it was 05. He threw, he uh, he turned and he, and he looked at me and he said, Pastor Foreman. I was a pastor at the time. He said, Pastor Foreman. And uh, he said, by this time next year, you're going to be multiplied by three. Well, I heard that. I did some calculations. I said, praise be to God. I was like, bam. And that was connected to a certain promise in my life that I believe um, that the Lord uh, had for me. And so I was like, boom, this is it. So when he told me that, I was like, I told somebody at the church. I was like, hey, so listen. I was like, when you do this calculation, this promise will be fulfilled. Praise him. Praise him. Um, he threw his towel on me. Uh, and I kept his towel. I said, no, man of God, no. Once it transfers hands, no, this is mine. You threw your mantle on me. Um, it was a, it was a very accurate, prophetic voice. Very accurate, prophetic voice. Um, you know, that type of thing. And, and so, listen, a year later, um, what I thought it was going to be, it was not. A year later, uh, things didn't look that way at all. A year later, I'm like, what is this? This ain't no multiplication by three. This is division. <laughs> but watch me. God divides to multiplies. He subtracts in order to add. What I thought it was. What I, I, bro, I'm not talking to you. What? <laughs> she always in the business. That ain't nobody talking to you. And I don't even know why the voice changed. It's supposed to be the man from Australia. And now she came back. Listen. I was like, God, this is not multiplication. This is division. I was like, this is not that. But there were three things that took place. There were three things that took place by that time next year 
that caused the promise of God to be fulfilled in my life. Watch me. Even greater than what I had anticipated it to be fulfilled. But I was so I was holding on. Y'all know she crazy. I was holding on to my expectation. And when I didn't get it, I was disappointed. And so I was like, God, like, what is this? And then I was like, and then, can, I, can I be real, real? Can I give you some real truth? Wave at me. I just need three of y'all to wave at me. I'm going to give you some real tree, truth. Yes, my GPS, a man from Australia. You're right. I like the guy from Australia or the guy from India. I like to outsource. Listen, um, uh, wave, <laughs> wave at me. Wave at me. Um, I just need three of y'all. I see one. I see two. I see three. So listen, to be honest, I was like, yeah, see, Lord, you know, these prophetic words be working for everybody else but me. Anybody ever felt that? I was like, these prophecies, they hit for everybody else but me. But me. But me. I was like, Lord, everybody else is getting it. Everybody else, boom, boom, bam, 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 bam. And I was like, this is crazy. Um, but I, but watch what I did. But I snatched that back together and I got my expectation back high. See, inconsistency isn't perfection. Inconsistency means when I find myself getting off, I get back in alignment. How many of you tonight know there's some areas you need to get back in alignment? You need to get back in alignment. You need to get back. You need to get back in alignment with your passion and praise and worship. You got to get back in alignment with your giving. You got to get back in alignment with your church attendance on campus or online. You got to get back in alignment with praying. Some of you, the only time you pray is with me on Mondays. And I'm the one doing all the praying. Of course, we pray together. But, you know, I'm the one doing most of the talking. You sitting there saying, amen, yes, Lord, amen, yes, Lord. <laughs> right? Right? You, you got to get that back in alignment. I'm, that's me. Somebody said to me today, they said, you know, if you were to no longer, this is an interesting question. They said, if you were to no longer um, preach and do what you do in ministry, you know, what uh, I think the question was, what would you do? And I said, and I said, I said, wait a minute. I said, um, I said, well, I said, you know, I, I, I don't, it's an interesting question, but here's what I said. I said, well, I always have to be doing something. I said, I'm here on assignment. I said, so, if that was a decision that I ever made, I said, number one, I would have to be a director from the Lord. I said, but number two, I said, I have to be doing something. I have to be building something. I said, I was that way before I do. I sit in the seat that I sit in now. I said, I was that way before. I said, so I'd be building something. I'd be making something happen. I'd be doing something. I said, because that's what I do. And here's the point. Um, what happens for many is that when change and transition and things happen, you get out of alignment. And so now your expectation goes away. And so your consistency is lost. So my consistency to be a builder, it predated, it predated me being Bishop Foreman. It predated that. I, I did that before. Somebody sent me a letter that I had written to my family um, when I was a teenager um, interning and working for a law office because that's what I wanted to do. And they still had that letter. I think I'm going to post that letter. They still had that letter I wrote them because I was asking for them to contribute towards something. And he, man, he makes me the lender and not the borrower. I was borrowing then. Huh? I'm just saying. Um, you, you cannot let things break your consistency. You got to hear that, y'all. Come on. I know I've already had you say it, but just speak that again. I'm consistent in the right things. 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 Consistency is not perfection. And I love what somebody said about how the fast got me back on track. Because consistency is not perfection. Can I be honest? I don't like eating after six. I did that before it had a name, intermittent fasting. I was that, it's just me. I did that before it was a name. I did it before that was a thing and a popular thing to do. It was just called, I don't eat after six. I'd stop eating after six because I watched um, where they said, you know, your body, if you go to sleep, your body's going to turn all that into fat. And I was like, well, God, dog. I said, well, I'm not going to, 
I ain't trying to go to sleep and, and, and let this turn into juiciness. So I said, I'm not going to do that. I said, I'll stop eating at six. And depending on when I go to sleep, give my body opportunity to digest that and push it out. So um, that was the deal. During the fast, there was a couple of days where, I, you know, it'd be seven o'clock, seven thirty, eight thirty, And I walk in there and I would, you know, I just take some, ra- I just eat some raisins. I know it ain't that deep, but y'all just go over I just eat some raisins. I just, you know, I just eat some, you know, eat some fruit. And I was like, oh my God. And then one day I was like, you need to stop. Because I was just, bam, 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 bam. <laughs> I, was, I was like, okay. And, and again, it was fast compliant stuff. I wasn't breaking the fast. It was fast compliant. But I don't like to eat after six. So what did I do? I got back on track. That's just me. I got back on track. Um... And so sometimes what you have to do with your consistency, you have to be able to say, hey, you're off there. When your attitude is off, wave at me, wave at me, wave at me. Um, if some of you have noticed where sometimes your attitude can get off, wave at me. Like you can be good and then sometimes your attitude can just be just a whole mess. Wave at me. Your attitude. What is your attitude? It's your disposition. It's your way of thinking. It can just get off. Sometimes your attitude can get off. And so consistency says, let, whoa, wait a minute. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. All of that extra you put in that email, cut all that out. All that extra in that text, cut all that out. All that extra in talking to somebody, cut all that out. Cut it out. And get back into alignment. Get back into consistency. It happens. Consistency doesn't mean perfection. Consistency means if I get off track, I get back into alignment. I get back into alignment. The weather's getting warm and dim. And I just keep giving you all these simple examples because I want you to see it. Um, I like, uh, I'm, you know, as we move, continue to move forward with Atlanta and all of that, I, my travel schedule is, you know, I'm, you know, I'll be traveling part of next week and all of that. And then we got that, we got to that. So travel schedules is picking back up. So I got to do, but I like exercise and I like getting out and go. So yesterday, and I was still working and walking and exercising and jogging and all that. You know, I think it was 11 miles, 11 miles yesterday, I think, you know, nine or 10 today, something like that. And then I was able to do because I wanted to build back my consistency in that because the weather was nice. It was 80 degrees today. I said, these people out here today, um, as I worked, as I got things done, as I made things happen, as I was on the phone handling business, as I was strategizing, um, what am I saying to you? If there's areas you know you need to get your consistency back, then you've got to do that. And some, for some of you, it's your expectation. For some of you, things need to be brought back into alignment. Let's deal with the second thing that that woman was not. And she wasn't complacent. Complacent is uninformed self-satisfaction. It's when you basically say, I can't get any better. Things can't improve. And there was one phrase I gave you that you have to be careful of. I'm doing the best I can. Look at me. I say this with nothing but love, nothing but love for you. You cannot ever tell yourself I'm doing the best I can. Because what you're doing is you're telling your mind, cut off your ability to do anything greater or better. When you say I'm doing the best I can, you will not find a way to do better. You will not find a way to improve. You will not find a way to increase. Can I help some of you all with your problems right now? It's because you're literally telling yourself, I don't have any other options. I'm doing the best I can. No, you're not. No, you're not. I know it's tough love, but let me help you. You're telling yourself, don't find a solution here. You're telling yourself, don't find another way to get this done. And instead what you have, to, and that's a, that's an attitude of pride. And the Bible says that uh, uh, um, uh, King Nebuchadnezzar, he was good. But when he took that attitude, the Lord was like, get rid of him. I'm done. Take him off the throne. Why? Sit him down. Why does he need to be sat down? Because he's telling me that this is the best he can do. He's telling me that there is nothing greater that can, he can do. And listen, can I help you? And you are shutting your mind's ability off. You are literally telling the atmosphere, don't bring me no solutions because I'm doing the best. I'm the best. I'm the greatest. And you can do more. You can do better. Stop saying, I'm just doing the best I can with these kids. Stop. And instead say, Lord, what can I do to help me improve? 
What can I do to help me improve? I'm just doing the best I can. I, I am guilty of thinking that and saying that. I am guilty of th- so so look, there ain't no judgment. Wave at me if you've done that. Wave at me. I am guilty of saying, Lord, I'm doing the best I can with the hand you dealt me. And the Lord, the Lord was like, Are you? Or did you shut yourself off to doing more? Are you complacent and you don't even know it? Come on, y'all. Are you complacent and you don't even know it? Because in your mind, I'm doing the best I can. And God is like, no, you're not. You shut yourself off to doing more. Imagine had Jesus, when they when they first, you know, started to beat him, he was like, this is the best I can do. He never gets to the cross. Well, listen, when they begin to beat him at the whipping post and they give him the 39 lashes, if that's all they do to him, pay attention. Can I go deep? Since the blood is an instrument of redemption, everywhere he shed his blood, he was buying something for us. So watch me. He shed his blood in the garden. That was to undo what, uh, uh, hey, pastor, uh, the people's bishop, you know it. He shed his blood in the garden. What did he do that for? To buy back what Adam did in a garden. Um, they put a crown of thorns on his heads later, hands later, feet later, pierced him in his side later. What happens is if after they beat Jesus on the back, he's like, this is the best I can do. This is the best I'm going to be able to do. They never pierce his hands, which means he doesn't buy the ability so that whatever we touch, it prospers. Because the blood is an instrument of redemption. Everywhere he said his blood, he was buying something for us. So watch me. What if they don't pierce his feet? If they do not pierce his feet, then that means no place we walk can we claim authority over it. No place we walk can we say it belongs to us. Why? Imagine if Jesus said, I'm doing the best I can. They never put the crown of thorns on his head. They don't put the crown of thorns on his head. Number one, Revelation 5.10. We never become kings and priests. Revelation 5.10, crown of thorns, but it pierces his brow. There was a curse spoken in Genesis that says from the sweat of your brow, would you consume bread? Which he says to Adam, everything you get, Adam, you're going to have to work hard for. Y'all better hear me. You're about to be in a place in your life where, watch me, you worked hard for money, but now money's going to work hard for you. Who am I talking to? There's about 25 of you where you're literally, your money is about to start making money for you. You're not going to work for it. It's going to work for you. You make your living from your giving. You got it? Imagine if Jesus says, I'm doing the best I can. I can't do no more. Then they never pierce him in his side. They don't pierce him in his side. What happens? Internal bleeding. What does that mean? Internal issues that we face and deal with. They're never paid for. Oh, by the way, healing is never paid for. Y'all not talking to me in these comments. Healing is never paid for. So if Jesus says, I'm doing the best I can, and he stops at the 39 lashes, then the only thing you and I can say, watch me, the only thing you and I can say is, well, he undid what Adam did. That's good. That's great. Okay. But like all of what Adam said in the motion is still in place. Okay. They put the stripes on his back. Okay. All right. That's it. All the rest of that stuff is never paid for. It's never done. Every time you tell yourself, I'm doing the best I can, what you're saying is, I can't do more. And you can do more. You can do more. Come on. Can I get you to tap on the screen? I can do more. I can do more. And I know some of you are like, I feel so stretched now. Stop. That's complacency. Can I ask you a question? How do you know the full extent of what you can do unless it's tested? How do you know the full extent of what you can be unless you're stretched? Unless you're stretched. There was stuff I was like, I could not deal with that. And I dealt with it and I handled it and I handled it like a champ. There are things that you would not know you can handle until you're in it. He created you. You didn't create him. So he knows the extent to what you can do. He knows the extent to what you can do. Some of you said, I don't know what I'd do if so-and-so left me. And they left you. And then you discovered that you can do more. I don't know what I'd do if I ever lost this job. And you lost it. And you figured it out. You made it happen. I don't know what I had to do if I had to deal with this. And it happened. And you made it happen. So do not say, Hear me, when it comes to complacency, I'm doing the best I can. 
you can do more. Instead, here should be your statement. Father, show me what else I can do. Father, show me what else I can make happen. Father, show me how to handle this. Father, show me how to deal with this. Father, show me how to navigate through this. Shout out. Y'all sewing in these badges tonight. Father, show me how to handle this transition. Show me how to handle these people. Show me how. To... I'm doing the best I can. Pride, arrogance. That's what that is. It's quiet tonight in this on this Saturday night Bible study. This was a preview of tomorrow's message. It's quiet. It's quiet. That's arrogance. That's pride. I don't have enough time in the day. It's not enough time. Arrogance, pride. Arrogance and pride. That's what those two statements are. Arrogance and pride. Arrogance and pride. Arrogance and pride. Arrogance and pride. That's what it is. Arrogance and pride. Because what you're doing is, is, is literally saying, is literally saying, I can't do more. There's nothing more to do. There's, there's, there's no way for me to figure this out. So you're literally going to shut yourself down from what can be done. You've got to hear me, right? That woman with the issue of blood, Mark 5, she was not inconsistent and she was not complacent. She was not. She did not have an uninformed self-satisfaction. She didn't. Because the moment she hears Jesus is coming, what does she do? She gets dressed. She gets out that house. She's got to dress different than everybody else, which means everybody else sees her issue before they ever know her name. And for some of you, watch me. Here's arrogance and pride. I don't want nobody to know. Your desire to cover up what nobody cares about is why you can't get healed from it. I just said something right there. You, can I say this with love? Some people think they are. I need a few thumbs up so I can say this. I need a few thumbs up so I can say this. I need a few thumbs up so I can say this. I need a few thumbs up. Can I get a couple thumbs up? I want to say something, but I need a couple thumbs up to say this because this is, I just need a couple thumbs up. I just need a couple thumbs up. I just need a couple thumbs up to say this. Um, okay, I got one. Okay, I got, I got one. I got two. Can I say this with love? Some people, you think you're way, you, you, it's a hubris you have. Because you are so self-obsessed that you you think your issue is a much bigger deal than it really is. You think you're a much bigger deal than you really are. It's quiet, y'all. It's quiet. And we're all guilty of that at some point. But some people, you're like, but I, you know, I don't want nobody to know. Ain't nobody studying you. Ain't nobody studying that issue. They working out their own issue. Ain't nobody standing. People saw her issue before they knew her name. And do you know what she said? I don't care. Look, this is my issue. I got to deal with this issue. They don't know the issue. I don't care what they say. They gonna, Can I help some of y'all? They going to talk anyhow. So at least let me get healed since they going to talk anyhow. At least let me get breakthrough since they going to talk anyhow. At least let me have, they going to talk anyhow. So at least let me get something. But I don't want nobody to know. I, can this be kept in confidence? Ain't nobody studying you. I say this with all love. Please hear my heart. I just get, sometimes I'm like, okay. Like, you are way too self-obsessed. You are way, too, you are way, too, there's way too much pride and hubris there. Way too much. Imagine as she said, uh, Jesus, can you come by my house and um, um, and do a private session? Because I don't want nobody knowing about my issue. Uh, can we have a private? I'm not doing private conversations, Jesus said. If you want to see me, you're going to come to me on my terms. Whoop, that's a word for somebody. You can't want what somebody got and you think you get to call the terms. You can't want what somebody has and think you get to set the terms. It's quiet here. It's quiet here. I feel my, I feel, this feel like a Sunday night to me. I feel like my filter is slowly coming off and it's about to just, whoop. you can't want what somebody has and think you get to set the terms. She need what Jesus got, baby. So he's the water, not you. You the horse. One needs the other. One can't live without the other. The other one is what gives life to the other. It's quiet right there. Imagine if she said, uh, 
I just need you to stop. But can you and uh, just three of the, matter of fact, can none of the disciples come in? I don't want nobody to know. I'm not doing that, lady. You want me to heal you? You better catch me out here in the crowd. Why? I'm on my way to J. Iris's house. I'm on my way to J. Iris's house. So it, look, I already got an appointment. So if you want what I've got, you're going to come to me on my terms. Y'all got what I'm saying? Jesus. He, she was not on his agenda. So you have to be careful. You have to be careful, y'all, that you do not think, here it is, don't let your complacency cause you to be arrogant. Don't let your complacency cause you to be prideful. I don't want nobody to know my issues. I ain't leaving the house. Well, then you ain't getting healed. Deal with it another 12 years. There was another, you can try everything else. There was another 12 years. It's quiet, y'all. I say nothing except in love. All right? So she gets out of the house. Everybody sees her issue before they know her name. Everybody sees her issue before they know her name. So she's got to deal with that. So they looking. She unclean. She unclean. And you know what sister does? Sister girl is like, look here. I'm about to get healed today. I need some of y'all to be glad God let people see you in your struggle. Because they're about to see your success. I need you to be glad that certain people saw you in your valley. They're about to see you in your mountain. I need you to be glad that certain people thought, oh, they ain't never going to make it. Because they're about to see you make it. I dare you to type it on the screen. Everybody's about to see. Oh, Everybody's about to see your victory. Everybody's about to see your breakthrough. Everybody's about to see how one day you will at the edge and now watch me you standing on top with the with the flag with the with the victory flag literally everybody looking at her she's unclean Ooh, get away from her she's unclean she's unclean she's unclean and you know what she's thinking yeah but uh, but i'm about to get healed today but this situation is about to turn for me today but this is about it's about to happen today after 12 years of disappointment see her expectation was like yep but today's the day if i can just touch the hem of his garment I know I'll be made whole. If it's working for other people, it's going to work for me. If it's working for other people, it's going to work for me. If it's working for other people, it's going to work for me. If I see him blessing somebody else, he can bless me. If I see him give somebody else a million, he can give me 10. If I see him give somebody else a building debt-free, he can do it for me. If I see him do it for another, he can do the same and greater for me. You got to hear that. Y'all, we got to wrap up. Here we go. So, what does she do? She walks up on him. And Bible says there's a big crowd thronging him. Everybody's touching him. Here's what's amazing to me. Nobody else got healed. Oh, my God. Y'all ready for that? Ooh, I can run out this car now. Look at me. Nobody else got healed. Bible says the crowd was thronging him. Everybody was touching him. Everybody was trying to get to Jesus. And look at me. And nobody else got healed. It, the text does not record in Mark 5 that anybody else got healed. Watch me. Except her. Some of you all, here's complacency. Well, it ain't happening for nobody else, so it ain't going to happen for me. Mm-mm. 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 Well, everybody else in my city ain't doing good. So, mm-mm. 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 Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. You ready? You're the exception. Talk to me. It ain't happening for other people who are my race. It ain't happening for other people who are my background. It ain't happening for other people who are my this. I don't care. You're the exception. You're the exception. Why? Because your expectations stayed high. Because you didn't grow inconsistent. Because you didn't grow complacent. You better talk to me, Sharday. What did he do? After she touched him, everybody else touched him, nothing happens. Nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. But after she touched him, the Bible says immediately she felt in herself she was healed. And then the Bible says, and immediately Jesus turned around. He said, who touched me? And his disciples are like, Jesus, what do you mean? His staff was like, what do you mean who touched you? You see all these people here? That's a dumb question. Everybody touching you. He said, no. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. They were touching me, but nobody touched me that, watch me, that had consistency that uh, watch me that was not inconsistent and that wasn't complacent nobody else touched me with that track record come on y'all gotta talk because we gotta go 
Nobody else touched me with that track record. Nobody else touched me with fat in their... Nobody else... Look, nobody touched me like she touched me. Nobody touched me like that. This girl has got some consistency in her background. This man's got some consistency in his background. Nobody else touched me like that. You ready? You're the exception. Come on, Instagram. It's just us tonight. You're the exception. Because when you... Watch me. He didn't touch her. She touched him. He said, I felt power leave my body when she touched me. I felt power... What, what kind of certain woman is this? Look at me. You are consistent in the right things. You are not complacent. That's where we... Ended Wednesday. Now, here's the deal. Tomorrow, tomorrow's message is going to be amazing because we are in a supernatural season in the calendar of God. We are in the spring feast season. And tomorrow's message is called Stop Missing the Feast. I'm going to teach you tomorrow in depth about um, the feast. Um, I'm going to teach you tomorrow about this season that we are in. If you study the Bible, even when Jesus heals certain people, he did certain things during certain feasts. He did certain things during certain feasts. Um, and we're going to talk about that tomorrow. And I'm going to show you uh, how when you honor the feasts, um, because Jesus honored them, that you're going to open up something supernatural in your life. You ready? That lady there, um, she is a great example of somebody that honored what was important to God. Because she got what a multitude didn't get. I don't know who needs to hear this. Um, I, I, somebody right now, you're on here now. I just heard the Lord loud and clear. You're on here right now. They've told everybody that you know, no. Who are you? They've told every, wave at me. It, and I don't know who the they is. I can't see that. But I can see that they've told the people you know, no. Who are that? Wave at me. Wave at me. I need to know who that is. They've told, and I don't know who the they is. I can't see the they, but they've told the people you know, they've told them no. They've told them no. Who are you? Wave at me. Do the, do the wave emoji. I see you. Thank you. L listen, um, I just, while I was sitting right here and the Lord said, and while they've told them no, you will be the exception. You will be the Yes. I got to go. Um, tomorrow's message is going to be amazing, guys. 9.15 and 11.15 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. It's 11.15 and 1.15 East Coast Time. Um, you can join us on campus or online, wherever you are at. It's going to be amazing. All right? Um, what's the best way to do that? Get our app. Text the word HARVEST to 877-552-4746 to get our app. It is dry in Colorado, y'all. It's dry. It's dry. Um, eight seven seven. Text the word harvest to eight. I'm just real. Text the word harvest to eight seven seven five five two, and you can be real and excellent at the same time. Text the word harvest to eight seven seven five five two four seven four six to get our app and stay connected to all things harvest. Listen, um, guys. Once we hop off, I do the previews so that you can share. That's the number one reason I do them. I get you excited about the word. So then you can share the word with other people, all right? And get them excited about church tomorrow, all right? Um, so I need you to share. Put it in your Instagram story. Text somebody. Have them to watch it. Whatever you got to do, but make sure that you share, all right? Um, number two. Number two. And in fact, you can even use the triangle down there to share. Send it to somebody's DM. Number two. If this preview blessed you, um, be a blessing to what blesses you. Um, sow into it. How can you sow? Uh, you can use the cash app, dollar sign, Bishop Foreman with the number two at the end. You can love you too. You can use PayPal, Venmo, Zelle, Givelify. All of that's available. The email for that is hello at harvestchurch.church. You can also use the badges. Several of you have used those badges uh, already. If it lets you use them, for some of you, it may not let you use those badges um, if they were doing some type of beta testing or something. So you can do that. Um, but always bless what blesses you. Y'all typically, many of you have gotten into the habit of asking, what's the number? What's the seed? Um, we were in Mark chapter five. So put something with a five in it. Um, that's where that lady with the issue of blood, when what the issue of blood is. All right. 
Lastly, if you're on here tonight, you're not a Christian. This is your night. God's coming to get you. This is a pop-up, a drive-by, as I call them, uh, because I have still got to finish. I got 150 more reps to go, and I'm done with my workout for the day. And, and why do I talk to you a lot about fitness? Because um, it inspires a lot of pastors. I was meeting with a pastor at lunch with a pastor on Friday. And uh, in fact, he may be on now. And um, and just to see his journey, uh, his fitness journey and, and all of that, uh, and to see that my journey has inspired him, uh, I said to God, and I've watched him, I've watched him. Uh, you know, get his body together and get his health together and just make a great transition uh, and transformation of his body. And so, um, you know, the, the pastors that I talk to, every time I meet with a pastor, every time I meet with a leader, that's one of the top things they talk about is, oh, Bishop, man, you're inspiring me. You're inspiring me. You're inspiring me. I was talking to somebody that uh, works uh, somewhere that I frequent and they said, uh, they said, listen, like, I see you, I see you out here exercising. I see you doing that. They were like, you're inspiring me. And then they told me their story, how they had gained 20 pounds and, and, and doing coronavirus. And they, so the reason I talk so much about that is because I'm here listening to how many people it's inspiring. We got harvesters right on here right now who, when they saw my weight loss journey, lost weight. Um, if you're one of those people, will you just drop how many pounds you lost if you're one of those people, I know uh, I saw some early on. I don't know if you're still on or not. Um, and so that's why I talk a lot about that. So I, um, that's why I, you know, I talk a lot about it because I see the fruit of how that's inspiring people to get them get their health together. Ten pounds. Come on, ten pounds. Any other number? Come on, sixty pounds. Shut up. Come on. I don't mean shut up. Literally, that's amazing. Come on, y'all celebrate that. That's amazing. Drop a number if you have uh, if you have shed some fat. Um, there are people lost five. Praise God. Um, so that's why I talk a lot about that. All right. So I'm not saying that to shame anybody or make anybody feel anything. I'm saying that to uh, to encourage you. Thirty pounds. Come on. Come on. That's amazing, y'all. Um, listen, I I I want. I need you alive. Your future needs you healed. Your future needs you healthy. Uh, I made up in my mind what really triggered it. Um, and I only got four minutes. We got to go. Um, but what really triggered it for me, um, I knew I needed to make a change in my body. So I was. I went to one of my annual physicals. Fellas, get your physical. Um, I go and I always take a picture, do a video when I'm in every year. To just encourage you to get your physical. I know a lot of men don't go to the doctor unless your arm falling off and you walking in the doctor with no arm talking about doc. I just think I need a little medicine, doc. Give me some Tylenol. Um, men, get your physical. Ladies, get your physical. Get your all your stuff. And uh, and so, nonetheless, I um, I um, um, I remember I went one physical one year and they said one of them numbers. They said it was one decimal away. Seventy pounds. Come on. Um, uh, let's celebrate that. They said one of those numbers, if you if the number goes up, you uh, you will be you, it'll be pre-diabetic. I said, oh, no, 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 no. I said, oh, no, 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 no. I said, we ain't doing that. I said, we don't we don't do that. I said, I don't do. I said, to God be the glory. I said, I don't, I don't do that. I said, that's not something I do. And so I knew that I needed to make changes. And and, uh, and so, you know, I made changes and all that. And I prayed for a strategy. And uh, we, on a 21-day Daniel fast, the very last day of the fast, uh, I believe it was, I watched the documentary. I can't even tell you the name of that documentary today. I don't even remember it. Um, people ask me, is it this? Is it that? I don't even know. Um, I, I, I'd have to watch it all over again to, to see which one it was. And, and that day I made the change. All right. I said, but no. Oh, I said, oh, I'm not doing that. I said, nope. I said, no, 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 no. So I just went a couple weeks ago for my physical. And, uh, you know, and he said, oh, Bishop, you know, you look, or Dr. Foreman. He said, Dr. Foreman, you look, you know, you're doing good. You're, you're doing great. You know, that, you know, all that, all that stuff. I said, Doc, show me the numbers. That's what I want to see. Show me these numbers. All right. So you got to pray for a strategy. All right. If you're on here tonight, you're not a Christian. You need to recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure. Tonight's your night. You're not watching this by accident. Uh, on the count of three, I just want you to do the hand wave emoji. Say it to me. If you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure. One, two, three. If that's you, respond right now. No guilt, no condemnation, no shame. If you need to become a Christian for the first time, do it. What does it mean to become a Christian? It means you give your life to the Lord. You're saying, God, you take the driver's seat. I'll go over here in the passenger seat. You sit in the driver's seat. I will live my life for you. There's something bigger than you, and life is bigger than you. You have a purpose. You have an assignment. You have a plan over your life.
Number two, if you're like, I need to recommit myself, Lord, because I don't really know where things are at. I I could feel disconnected from God. I'm not sure. I need you to be sure. And that hand with emoji, say it to me. You need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure. I'm going to count you down. Five, I'm waiting on you. No guilt, no condemnation, no shame. None, none of that. But people are going to judge me. Nobody's going to judge you. You got to be like that woman with the issue of blood. Listen, even if people did judge you, and when you would harvest, you're in a safe space. But even if people did judge you, they're not the ones that need your salvation. So who cares? You got to learn how to have an attitude if I'm not going to live my life based on the opinions of people who don't have to deal with the issues I have to deal with. You got it? Five, I'm waiting on you. Four, waiting on you. Three, don't miss your moment. Two, don't miss your moment. One, everybody just pray this for me. The reason I count you down, the reason I count you down is because you never know. Sometimes people are waiting for that moment and then people watch on the replays and they give their lives to the Lord. Pray this with me. Everybody say, Father, thank you for your love. Thank you for living a sinless life and paying the price so that I could have life. Give me the grace to now run this race. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Just pray that prayer for the first time. Here's what I need you to do. Text the word decision to 877-552. Y'all know the drill. 4746. Can I get a few of you to type that on there? Bishop, why should I text that word? When you text it, we're going to shoot your text right back. Just going to shoot you a message called what next. It's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. So text the word decision to 877-552-4746. I love you all. It's 10 o'clock on the dot. It's midnight on the East Coast. I pray you have an amazing night. I will see you in the morning, 9.15, 11.15 a.m. Mountain Time. Dream Team, I'll see y'all at 8 a.m. Mountain Time as we meet together. I'm so excited about tomorrow's Dream Team party. We're going to be talking about the future and just uh, some exciting things. And so I can't wait to see you in the morning. 8 o'clock a.m. Uh, I love you all. Have an amazing night. Shalom, everybody. Again, if this bless you, so whatever you sow, put a five in it. Um, whatever you sow, put a five in it. All right. Tomorrow's message is going to be amazing. Love you. Introducing Carvana Value Tracker, where you can track your car's value over time and learn what's driving it. It might make you excited. Whoa, didn't know my car was valued this high. It might make you nervous. Uh Uh-oh, market's flooded. My car's value just dipped 2.3%. It might make you optimistic. Our low mileage is paying off. Our value's up. And it might make you realistic. Mm, Car prices haven't gone up in a couple weeks. Maybe it's time to sell. But it will definitely make you an expert on your car's value. Carvana Value Tracker. Visit Carvana.com to start tracking your car's value today. Trying to grab all the groceries in one trip? Oof. Not how you would have done that. You know sometimes less is more. Like when you drive less and save with the USAA annual mileage discount. USAA. Get a quote today.